my friends, to the show that never ends. I'm glad you could attend. Come inside. Come inside. Come inside. Right now. You are listening to Let's Talk Hemp in the 422. I am your host, Morris Beagle. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to Let's Talk Hemp in the 422. This is season two, episode four, and we're actually recording from the hotel room in Knoxville, Tennessee. This is a live recording from Tennessee, good old Rocky Top, Tennessee. Yep, we're in Tennessee uh, for the Blue In grand opening release of their store. Amazing. And we just went and did a tour of their propagation R&D facility, as well as their processing plant. Doing some cool stuff. We'll definitely get into that uh, when we when we have them on directly. But they're doing some awesome stuff with R&D, uh, terpenes, uh, different cannabinoids, minor cannabinoids, research. And so, again, when people tell you there's not enough research, we'll look to Bluin because they're doing some of that research. So it's good stuff over here in, uh, in Knoxville. Yeah, so we tried to do... a. Uh, an interview segment with Annie Rouse. And unfortunately there was some technical difficulties. We've been running into that over and over, but we're going to just do a kind of a recap of what's been going on the last month. And we've been all over the place, New York, Dallas, New Orleans, Seattle. You've been to Alabama. Yeah, we've been coast to coast. And actually this is the first road trip tour. Eight is coast to coast tour, but we've already been coast to coast between Seattle, New York, New Orleans, uh, Myrtle beach. Right. So, We've been all over, and that's, that was kind of the issue we had technically is uh, I was on the middle of a farm in the middle of nowhere, South Carolina. Well, somewhere, and uh, but nowhere as far as Verizon knew. So uh, that was the issue we had there. But uh, let's get into it, man. we got a lot, to, uh, a lot to do in this last month, but we started off with a kick-ass festival, uh, actually a celebration of agriculture and environment and regenerative agriculture in Dallas, something called Earth X. So Morris, going to give us kind of an overview of what Earth X is. So this guy, Trammell Crow, who's a billionaire philanthropist in Dallas, has been putting this event on for, I think this was the ninth year. Next year is going to be the 10-year anniversary. And there's all kinds of different companies and organizations. Sea Shepherd was there. People that care about the earth, that care about the environment, that care about the ocean. And this year, Greenlight Productions mm-hmm. and Green Spring Technology put together a hemp pavilion and there was, what, probably 25 or 30 exhibitors in there, a lot of CBD companies. Patrick from PF Design Lab. Sarty. Sarty, who we had on here the last episode. He was there and had all kinds of samples of his different board and composite products. And we had the hemp guitar there at Green Spring Booth, which is on tour with you right now. Yep, which is touring, and we got it on the news the other day. I forgot to tell you about that. Oh. We had them come out, and we got a big... Got out there and I did a little rock, but I can play it. Na 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 na. I can play. So you're in the south. It was a sound, but yeah, it worked, right? It worked for sure. So, but yeah, that was amazing. Disney, Disney Nature was at our table. We went to the gala that night, thanks to Canopy Growth for getting us set up at those tables and Colorado Hemp Company. And we actually sat at the table with some Disney Nature people and some some realtors, and really had a great night listening to Leanne Rhymes live, which was incredible. And watch the, watch the rich people buy all the sorts of cool stuff and the silent auction to uh, support the environment. Right. And then there was the honoring of the Cousteau family mm-hmm. who got up and gave a very inspiring talk about the earth, the planet, the ocean, the ocean being the circulatory system of our planet, which I just love that. I do. 
I would actually say the ocean would be the endocannabinoid system because of the currents, the temperature, it regulates uh, air pressure, it regulates weather. So, yeah, either way, it's, uh, it's an important system to the earth for sure. Yep. And, and to ourselves. And humans have been really kind of just shitting all over it. Yeah, there's a lot of shit in the ocean. There's not fish shit, it's like plastic shit. And actually, when Annie and I were in Hawaii with you guys for the Hawaii Hemp Expo, Hawaii Hemp Conference last year, uh, early this year, we actually, she would go up and find these little pebbles of plastic all over the beach. I guess she's going to make some artwork with it, which is crazy, but it was amazing how much plastic she found in the sand under our feet. I didn't even realize. Yeah, it's just a tiny little pieces of plastic. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. But but anyway, the Earth X, they're, they're pushing to to fight uh, back against the toxification and the destruction of our planet. But uh, I thought the hemp pavilion specifically was really, really good. We had Sid Miller, who is the commissioner of agriculture in Texas. It's all about hemp. He came and talked on stage, and I got to chat with him a little bit as well on some of the regulations. Uh, and I think for me, which is really cool, I had three ambassadors from the United Nations on my hemp bus, which was cool, from the Pacific islands of Tuvalu, Vanulu, and Samoa. So absolutely cool to talk with those guys, and hopefully we can help their countries put some cannabis in the ground to help uh, regenerate their soil and protect them from rising tides. Did you happen to give them any tinctures, CBD, extract, anything? I didn't, because here's the thing. In Texas, there is a zero THC tolerance, and so if you have any THC, uh, it's not allowed, right, So uh, legally. So, in fact, on the way down, I was pulled over by a cop from, on the way from Amarillo to Dallas, and... You know, I'm driving the hemp bus, and he pulls me over, and we start talking for a bit. It was like 9 o'clock in the morning. And he goes, uh, he said, I have to ask you, is there any weed on this bus? And I'm like, you know, it's pretty crazy. I mean, it's a hemp bus. It's like a driving billboard that doesn't make any sense to have marijuana on this thing. So I uh, gave him a, a hemp plastic from Green Screen Technology, gave him a constitution from Tree Free Hemp, uh, printed on hemp paper. And I gave him my business card, which was on hemp paper, and I asked him to call ahead and let the cops know that, you know, there was no problem. And I got it in Dallas, you know, straight away, and it was good. So I think – but he informed me there's a zero tolerance policy in Texas. So uh, I did not give these individuals in Texas any CBD, but to definitely educated them. And hopefully, you know, if I ever hear back from them or their staff, I'm happy to. So islands of Tuvalu, Vanalu, and Samoa, if you want some CBD, let's get after it. Give me a call and let's, we'll get you some CBD and make you a little bit more healthy. So anyway, EarthX was a great event. Uh, I look forward to working with them closer next year and bringing kind of the whole NOCO energy from Colorado three weeks later, taking it to Dallas for Earth Day and, and joining the movement because hemp is going to be one of many industries that has to band together to really make an impact on changing the way we do things here on planet Earth. For sure. And, and, it is, and it's honestly, in all my travels, it is one of the only plants that allows us to do that pretty consistently. Correct. So I think it's great. But after that, so we took off from Dallas. Then we went to uh, New Orleans for Hemp on the Bayou, the first ever Hemp on the Bayou, which was fantastic. Seed the Systems uh, supported it as well as Restorative Botanicals. So thank you to both of them. And it was absolutely, I mean, there was probably 80 people there. We had a, it was down at a barbecue place. And we, great education, great information. Um, Louisiana, in fact, had just passed the house, had just passed their uh, hemp bill. Um, it's waiting to go through the Senate, but it was uh, absolutely fantastic. Samantha Fish was there. She was rocking it. You know, it was a great Eric Steenstra from Vote Hemp. We had Jeff from Restorative there, Adrian from Chief Assistance, and a bunch of leaders. Tim Gordon was there. Danny, uh, Danny Billings. Yeah, Danny Billings was there. I mean, it was, it, was really, it was really a great place to help educate those states that are still left behind. So there's about six states that haven't passed hemp legislation. Louisiana is one of them. 
as, as was Alabama and Georgia, but uh, we got right in the heart of it and Texas. So we just uh, drilled right in the heart of it with education straight up. That's how we do it. Yeah. And then we got to check out Jazz Fest. So that was cool too. Yeah. Jazz Fest was amazing. I actually got to see you guys left, but I got to see Pitbull the next day and I'd never seen him live. Dude, that guy brings some noise. He's awesome. It was, we were just dancing with a bunch of Colombians in the rain. It was super cool, or in the mud. Yeah, well, it was raining and shitty for sure, and I'm like, God, I'm glad I went yesterday, and I'm not hanging out there today. Correct, but I just put on some rubbers, and we got after and did some dancing. Yeah, that's what you got to do. Gotta put on the rubbers. Put on the rubbers and dance in the rain. When life gives you, life gives you Louisiana mud, put on some rubbers. There you go. Uh, then, now we're here in Knoxville. This is going to be an awesome event, and we just toured quite a bit of Blue Hen stuff, as you let off the episode with, but they were doing some fantastic stuff. Lucas Nelson's going to be here at Rhythm and Blooms, which is its, in its 10 years uh, anniversary of an event here to raise money for a local nonprofit. The road trip bus is here. We did a tour of Bloom, the leading extraction facility uh, here in Knoxville, and, and really got to meet uh, their new retail facility. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, we went to the soft opening last night from 5 to 7. They had hemp beer on tap. Uh, they've got a kombucha that they actually – drop in their water-soluble CBD. I think it's a full-spectrum extract water-soluble thing that they do. They have a great kitchen. I uh, had the garden sandwich, which was amazing. I normally don't eat just like garden stuff and just all vegetables because I'm not vegan like you. I mean, you're my favorite vegan. We know that. Man, I had a vegan steak when I was at uh, Palmetto Harmony. It was a ribeye. It was super good. So that, yeah, That's the best vegan steak that there is. I put the vegan in vegan. Um, but no, you had a garden. What's a garden sandwich? It's just got Brussels sprouts and tomatoes and hemp seeds and all kinds of stuff on it. Great dressing and flavor. It was really good. I saw some of the stuff today. Really good bread. It's like a hemp-based bread. Man, they're hemping it up. They are hemping out. Anyway, the the facility's really nice. They got a stage in there. There's going to be a concert there this afternoon, and they're going to be doing all kinds of cool little event things there from this point forward. It's a concept that they're probably going to roll out to other markets. And I think it could be very successful. They put some really good energy and time and thought into how they're doing things there. And it's super cool store. Yeah. yeah I got to walk in and see the team. The team's super helpful and friendly and we've been to a couple of different um, retail outlets for hemp in North Carolina uh, and South Carolina. And, uh, and it's just, it's interesting to see the difference but I think Blue Inn is doing a great job of, uh, uh, as is Friday's Farm, as is Palmetto and, and uh, East Tennessee Hemp, which we've all seen, and all of them are doing things a little bit different, but in their own way. And it's all about educating the consumer and helping them understand and dispel the fear of, of this plant, even full spectrum with THC. It's just, hey, cannabinoids are natural and they're and they're safe, and it's time to just spread good information. Each of these retail centers is doing that daily with, by shaking hands and doing what we've been doing for the last few years. Before we got to Nashville, or before we got to Knoxville, we were in Nashville and in Franklin doing our final venue, logistics, operations, overview for the facility out there that we're going to be dropping into September 6th and 7th for Southern Hip Expo. And so we've got everything in place for SHE 2019. Got the home base at the Drury Inn right in the middle of Franklin. Going to have a great after party there, some other networking things. And the facility is going to be really fun. It's going to be great for farm and ag and equipment. And the farming thing is happening here in Tennessee without question. Yeah, I mean, in fact, Tennessee has the largest state chapter of the Hemp Industries Association. They have, I think, upwards of 300 members, which is fantastic. But they're really growing quite a bit here. And then really the 
it comes down to, as we're traveling around with this hemp road trip, which we'll get into in a minute, it comes down to helping the farmer, educating the farmer, helping them make sure they get the right genetics or uh, contact with the right people to contract for their stuff. And so there's a lot of misinformation out there. And so what the Southern Hemp Expo does is it really, in the heart of the South, right, right outside of Nashville, it really gives information, education, and networking, uh, as well as the entertainment that Colorado Hemp Company produces on all the sh- on all the events, right? So it's it's a bit of fun and, and relationship building, but it's a lot of education and information. And, and uh, Southern Hemp Expo 2019, hashtag C2019, is, uh, is what we're going after. The registration is open for that, right? Yes, the registration is now open. So southernhempexpo.com and tickets are going to be on sale. Registration's open. It will, it will sell out. So please get your tickets early. Get them before you buy plane tickets and hotel rooms. Just please get your tickets early. Yeah, because we don't want people calling us and saying we got all the, like they did in Denver for NOCO, we got all the way here and didn't have a ticket. Please, we'll get to stress it again. Buy your tickets early. Buy early. Buy often, as they would say in Louisiana, for votes. But, yes, get your tickets and get there. It's going to be awesome in Nashville. So come out to the Southern Hemp Expo. Tell us a little bit, though, while I was off starting the road trip and kind of on the road to the Coast to Coast tour, you did uh, from Seattle and, I guess, the Holy Spirit of Rock and Roll. What'd you do on there in Seattle? It sounds life-changing. Well, so my brother Brad, we grew up uh, listening to all kinds of cool rock and roll. And there's a band called Flight to Mars, which is a tribute band to a band called UFO, 70s rock band. They're still around today. They put out like 30 records. But guitar player Michael Schenker, that's where he comes from, one of the best rock guitar players ever. And Mike McCready, the guitar player for Pearl Jam, started this tribute band back in 2003 to do as a fundraiser and a he did it to ufo because it's one of his favorite rock bands ever that's how he got into playing guitar was listening to ufo and michael schenker and they do a benefit every single year for crohn's disease and in a specific organization out there and brad lived in seattle for 21 years and he's like you got to come see flight to mars i'm gonna buy you a ticket one of these years blah 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 anyway this was the year he bought us tickets and it's like i'm gonna take a road trip, just go hang out in Seattle and listen to rock and roll with brother Brad. And we got there, hung out all Saturday. It was also Seattle beer week. So we hit a bunch of breweries in Ballard and ate breakfast at Linda's on Capitol Hill, which is the last place Kurt Cobain had a drink supposedly. And, and anyway, we went down to the show box that night and saw dream police, which is a tribute to cheap trick, all friends of the Pearl jam guys and people that have grown up in this area and then Flight to Mars came on, and it was just pure, unadulterated rock and roll. UFO, and they played ACDC, they played Thin Lizzy, they played Zeppelin, and it was life-altering, for sure. The Holy Spirit of rock and roll entered into my heart, entered into my being, and I truly have become born again. My batteries are recharged, getting off the road, no co, a little tired, not anymore. I am totally filled with the Spirit. I'm ready, I'm ready to go. One louder. Fantastic. That's fantastic because we run hard and we went strong all the time. So having downtime is something that's important to me, I think, but I'm glad you got to enjoy that. And really, you need to recharge your batteries and take some time to get things together because we got a long road ahead of us as well. But here's my question. What was Kurt Cobain's last drink? I don't know, but the, the, last, the last place was Linda's, right? The, his last drink was lead from the shotgun he stuck in his mouth. Yeah, well, that's yeah. He blew himself with a shotgun to the face? Uh-huh. Wow. That's like Junior Seau. Junior Seau, you notice he killed himself, but because he had 
brain injuries from, from being a football player. This guy, this is how badass Junior Seau is. He took the shotgun to his chest because he didn't want to blow his brains out because he wanted him to study his brain. And he shot himself, and he didn't die the first time, so he shot himself again. Can you imagine? That's crazy shit. That is crazy. So, but he was a badass. He is. Yeah, he was a badass. And then they studied his brain, and it was all jacked up from football, allegedly, NFL, in case anyone in the NFL is listening. You should use CBD also if you're listening, um, which you are, I know, already. But anyways, you should do it more publicly because that's the right thing to do for your players and for the country. But um, at any rate, I digress. But it's, uh, that's amazing to be able to see that in Seattle. Uh, let's talk about, so we're on, on the eighth road, on the eighth road trip. We're doing coast to coast, uh, rocking information, essentially USDA now needs to come up with their regulations. Um, but we've seen a lot of really cool stuff on the road. We've seen in Alabama and Georgia, they're looking to join in, uh, our national chapters and really helping those states to increase Texas passed legislation while the road trip was there. Louisiana passed legislation while we were there, both Oklahoma, Iowa, and Georgia while we were, while the road trip was in Georgia. All their governors all signed hemp bills. So we have three left. I think we're down to six states that don't have hemp uh, legislation. So I think that's uh, Idaho. Uh, I think uh, Ohio, all these places need to get their heads uh, out of their asses, I think. Uh, well, you need to take the road trip there because every place you take the road trip to, legislation passes. That's true. We need to get to Idaho. And Idaho's pretty, yeah, I don't know. We'll see about Idaho and Florida. I don't know. At any rate, thank you. I think we do need to take the road trip there. But it's been awesome. And what, we, what we've seen we saw Palmetto Harmony, who is the first USDA seed-to-sale hemp production facility uh, that's organically certified by the USDA in the country, I think ever in the history of the United States, because hemp didn't need to be organically certified back before it was all organic, right? Mm-hmm. 1913, 1919, 1935. But uh, we also saw some of the first dispensary um, hemp stores in South Carolina and North Carolina. Here at Bluen, we saw the first, uh, they're doing the first uh, type of extraction they're doing, which is unique. And also worth it here for their first retail outlet open. We were calling it the Coast to Coast tour, but I think now we're going to call it the tour of first. So instead of stop being dumb, which I loved, we are now being positive and we're just saying educate yourself and educate others. So I'll say stop being dumb, but officially the road trip is now saying educate yourself and educate others. So we're, uh, we're spending it positive. Well, there you go. That's what happens when you bring on marketing people with other ideas. With good ideas, right? So uh, they can take my bad ideas and then put them through the extruder and out comes amazingly beautiful, botanically regenerative hemp ideas. Who says you can't polish a turd? Nobody. Nobody says that. Nobody says you can't polish a turd. <laughs> what would that even be? That's, yeah, that's, that'd be weird. Who came up with that thing? I don't know. It's like sleeps like a baby. Like no, no baby. one, so they don't sleep through the night. So that's like the dumbest thing. Like you sleep like a baby. You get up every three, every, and cry every like three hours crying, and then you get a boob, and then you go back to sleep. It's like maybe it's I don't know. It's just horrible. Anyways, so back to back to the tour around. You were also in New York, right, for uh, the CWC in Albany. Well, that's I'm going to New York. I was okay. in New York for over 420, and we did a Let's Talk Camp thing down at Bedlam in okay. with the Lower East Side. So nice Lower East Side, solid. But anyways, we've been all over the country. A lot more coming up. All over the world, actually, a lot more coming up. I just got invited to speak at the hemp cannabis industry in Heilongjiang, China. So I'm going to fly out to China for July 4th, and I'll celebrate American independence by speaking to Chinese and other people, leaders across the country in China about CBD and, and our world travels and how it's been helpful in helping the, their second largest province get on board with uh, cannabis dial, which will be awesome. Uh, you'll be out where you're going to New York at the end of the month? Yep, going out to New York City actually going to be recording uh, now this video which is going to be cool 
talking about hemp and all that hemp can do and going like the ones on Facebook. Exactly. Dude, that's cool. What, who, what are you going to talk about? Hemp. But like anything specific or just like a whole high level. Right? Well, it's it's going to be like a three, four minute video. That's I got to put together all the comments and the opt-ed stuff. So I'm going to hit you up with stuff anyway. Sweet. Yeah, no, that's, that's sweet. Like John Patterson was on the new mm-hmm. and he was like a million, million stuff I know. And that's just a tiny house. I mean, that's awesome. You know, I think that's great. Awesome. So doing that, doing the Cannabis World Congress, and then heading up to Albany to do the U.S. Hemp Expo's event there that Booth Boss, Melissa, and and that crew's putting on. There's a bunch of us flying in for that. I'm going to be on a panel, I think, with Larry Serbin and Chris from Victory Hemp and Preston Whitfield and talking about bringing products to market, developing products. I'll talk about the hemp paper side of thing, the hemp guitars, hemp ukuleles. Uh, Silver Mountain stuff is really starting to kick in right now, which is cool. I've got uh, the production side of things has taken a step forward the last couple of weeks. So we're excited about that. Yeah, we actually have uh, one of the Silver Mountain, the original, one of the original Silver Mountain guitars on the road, showing it around. We're going to be auctioning that right during Hemp History Week right in San Diego. And it's it's going to make its way to San Diego for the 10th anniversary party that's going to be at the Music Box in downtown San Diego with Dr. Bronner's. Do we, do, can people get tickets now for that raffle, or is that going to be on site, or how is that going to work? That's, really a, no. that's a good question. We're not exactly sure yet. We're still waiting for the folks from Hemp History Week to decide how they're going to do that silent auction, raffle, whatever it's going to be. So sometimes at the 422, we bring answers, but sometimes we present questions. And this is the time where we present a question. Sure. How are we going to wrap that up? But either way, the answer is it's going to be awesome, and someone's going to go home in San Diego with a badass hemp-made guitar. Correct. So from Silver Mountain uh, Hemp Guitars, which is fantastic. Uh, So let's get into Hemp History Week, which is super cool, and it's coming up in about a month. So June 3rd through the 8th. By the way, guys, we are putting a 45-minute to an hour show in a half hour because that's how we do it on the 422. We just regenerate stuff more quickly. Yeah, so when this segment is, let's say, 30 minutes, it's actually 45 minutes to 60 minutes. You just didn't realize it because we pack so much info into a small amount of time. Yeah, so really, you're going to have to listen to it twice just to be able to pick up half the stuff. So if you listen to it four times, you get all of it. So it's really a four-hour tour. It's like Gilgan's Island, but it's uh, not at all. No. So uh, back to San Diego Hip History Week, June 3rd and through the 9th. And like I said, we're going to do, uh, the Hip Road Trip's going to do some really cool stuff, actually. June 4th, we're partnering with Eats LA, uh, celebrity chef uh, Nikki, who was a good friend of mine from my triathlon days and Ironman days. Um, she is going to make a hemp-infused dinner. She's been a celebrity chef for Sasha Baron Cohn, Katie Perry, John Mayer, Naomi Watts, Courtney Cox, Isla Fisher, all these awesome people. And so she's going to be doing a hemp-infused and CBD-infused dinner that night up in L.A. June 5th, Colorado Hemp Company and Hemp Road Trip are doing a hemp happy hour and documentary screening in La Jolla at the Draft Republic in La Jolla from 6 to 9. June 6th is the big day with Hemp History Week surprise Grammy concert. That's with Dr. Bronner's. I know Colorado Hemp Company supported it. Hemp Road Trip also sponsored. Uh, a lot of big names coming through there. It's, and they didn't tell us who the Grammy Award winner is, but uh, it's going to be awesome. What if it's like Pitbull? Did he won a Grammy? He had to win a Grammy. I'm sure he's probably won a Grammy. But he's, uh, what if it's like, who do you think it would be? Who would you guess? I don't know. I know who it's not going to be because they couldn't get them to do it. Who? Be- So they were supposed to be on the bill, but because they've got another prior commitment to doing another show in San Diego or in the area, it didn't work out with the other promoter and something like that. But here's what I think is really cool. Like I'm on the board of the Hemp Industry Association and I don't know who it is. And I think that I love secrets and I love surprises. And 
uh, like the surprise in Nepal, but I love surprises, but I love, uh, I'll be excited to find out on the 6th. And then June 8th, we're going to be with the road trip up in Santa Barbara doing a retail and educational event uh, as well up there. Lots of stuff happening. So just to recap, following through the end of the summer, July 3rd and 4th, I'll be at the China Industrial Hemp Industry Forum in Heilongjiang, Providence. And I'm going to have some awesome uh, Chinese food there with, uh, hopefully, I think also going on, on the production side, or at least that's listed on the speaker, is Steve Bevan from Jinkana and Sergi from Hempire in the Ukraine. So uh, that'll be cool. We've got Hemp on the Slope on July 20th. Yep, Hemp on the Slope July 20th. Then we have, uh, I think, Mo, you and I are going back across the pond over to the Hemp CBD Expo in Birmingham. We're going to be judges. We'll do some, uh, some uh, present presenting, I'm sure, as well. Uh, that's going to be a great event, and that's the second. We were there the first one, which is yeah. fantastic. So the second one will be good. Um, tell us what we've got going on with Jack, or with Dan Hare and the Jack Hare Foundation. So we're putting together the first annual Jack Hare Celebrity Golf Tournament. It's going to be in Santa Clarita. There's information that will be coming out here in the next week or so. Check out hempevents.org, and you can find out more information on that. But it's going to be a consumption-friendly golf tournament in uh, the hills of Los Angeles. Looking forward to that. I've never been to the golf course, but I think we're going to go out there and check it out while we're in town over Hemp History Week. Oh, up in Santa Clarita? Uh-huh. Nice. And just so everyone knows, Mo's a really good golfer. We played golf a couple times, and I'm not as good. So it's better when we're in a scramble or best ball. And it'll be a scramble. Good. And we'll I be like, scrambling. I like scrambled eggs, and I like scrambled golf. So that's good, which we didn't play in Nepal. We played regular golf. and Monkey uh, golf. Yeah, and it was, yeah, it was monkey golf for real. So I think that was the genesis. Wasn't that the genesis the idea for the tournament? Was it Nepal playing golf, or did that, was that idea already, already born? I think, no, it was already born. Okay. So that's October 4th. October 19th is the sixth annual. This is amazing. Hemp harvest party. So we've been harvesting hemp for six years now. I'm so glad you started that back then because it's so much easier to keep track of how many years we've been doing things because it's like, okay, what harvest party is there? It's six. It's perfect. No code six, right? So it's like all six. That's all. Until it's seven. Exactly. So the, the, the harvest party we do in conjunction with Colorado Hemp Project, Bill and Danny. Yep. The, those two have been partners in that the whole time and will continue to be. It's a great event, and it's just to celebrate the seasons, celebrate farmers, celebrate the plant, and it's that's what it is. It's just a celebration gathering. And in honor of your newfound battery charge, we are calling it For Those About to Rock 2020. That's correct. Which is awesome. So it's like ACDC, but also 2020 vision. So it's like ACDC, even though they're old, can like see like, like they have like eyes of a hawk. And then that's what it is. And they're going to have a new record in 2020 as well because Brian Johnson's back in the band and they're recording right now. That's amazing. Dude, I want to do something when I'm 70. That's cool. Aren't they like 70 or 80? Mm, well, the Stones are, but I, they're in their 60s. They could be probably pushing 70. It'd be cool to do shit in your 60s too. So yeah. good for everyone out there doing stuff in their 60s and plus. Not, that's not, it's kind of normal, I guess, now. So we'll wrap it up here. Um, HICOM, the HIA National Conference. Uh, big deal there in Charlotte for the first time. We're going to have it uh, the two, second through the 5th of November in Charlotte. We're going to open up vendors and speaker registration soon. And then we have Hawaii Hemp Conference, which is the third annual. Tell us about that. This is a little bit different than the ones uh, we've done in the past. And this is November 8th and 9th. Correct. So, and this is not 100% finalized. We're still in discussions with Vince and the Hawaii Farmers Union, but we are looking to 
merge our event and bring the conference into the Hawaii Farmers Union Convention on Maui over November 8th and 9th weekend. So we're going to have a special hemp session either at the beginning of the event or we're not exactly sure how it's going to work yet, but that's the plan is November 8th and 9th will be in Hawaii for the third annual Hawaii Hemp Conference. Hawaii Farmers Union Convention. Correct. That's a lot. H. Fook. 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 Anyway. And so then all at the same time, though, there's a, another a Latin American and Caribbean hemp summit in Montevideo, Uruguay, which um, has had cannabis legal for some time now. So uh, a, lot, a lot of the Latin American and Caribbean groups are going to be coming down there. Um, Daniel Cruz, Hanna Gabrielova, uh, a lot of the folks that we met in the Asian hemp summit will be down there as well. Um, so I don't know how it can be two places at once, but uh, I'll either be speaking Spanish poorly, or I will be surfing poorly in Hawaii. So I guess, you know, worst uh, things have happened. Yeah, it's a tough choice. It's a tough choice. Someone's got to make it and hopefully it's not me. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that'll wrap out the year. Again, we uh, thank Annie uh, Rouse for giving us a little conversation and, the, and some background on her podcast, the Anzinger, The Conspiracy Theories, uh, and sending in her seeds and some seeds into space. But we'll get back to that when we've ironed out our technical difficulties. Yeah, well, we recorded an interview with her, and it was all three of us on the line. And for some reason, Rick's, well, he was in the middle of the woods in South Carolina, and his line disconnected multiple times. And it, and so all the questions that you asked, if we would have done it, me and Annie's tracks were fine, but Rick would have been there and wouldn't have been there. And I would have been, been all sad, and then I would have been upset, exactly. in, and then we would have had to have all these long conversations of crying, and it would have been a nightmare. So thankfully, we didn't have to do that. So Annie, we'll call you again if you're listening. And we'll do it correctly uh, this next time. Actually, I'm going to see Annie on the 19th at Mike's Farm um, in two days. We're going to see Annie Rouse at uh, Hemp on the Hall or the Hemp on the Hollers, since you know what we're calling it, I guess. But um, yeah, so we can maybe call them and we can do it. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll get it done. All right, guys. Well, that's uh, four hours worth of information in 35 minutes. So you're welcome. And uh, season two, episode four. Yep. Let's go uh, enjoy Bloom and some Rhythm and Blooms. Let's do it. Cheers. Cheers. We'll see you. The best way you can support the show is to share this with your family, friends, and colleagues. Don't miss the opportunity to learn more about this podcast at letstalkhemp.com. And if you enjoyed the show, feel free to subscribe and leave us an iTunes review. Thanks for listening. See ya. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey there, my name is Leah Babrudi, and I'm the founder and host of Chicks Podcast, where I discuss cannabis, psychedelics, and other natural medicines. I not only interview people who use them as treatment for different conditions, but also the entrepreneurs who share their knowledge on how they built their businesses. If this sounds interesting to you, give my show a listen. I'm sure you'll learn something that'll surprise you.